के फर्स्ट वी सी बुक अबाउट पर्सनल ट्रांसफॉर्मेशन मोस्ट्री इन दिस बुक वी विल लर्न मोस्टर योर ब्रेन ओवरकम फियर बेल कॉन्फिडेंस गेट मोटिवेटेड नो योर लाइफ पर्पज डेवलप योर हेल्थियर यू बिल्ड गुड हैबिट्स गेट फोकस नाउ वी विल start to focus on first part of this book how to get and stay motivated in this particular part we will see four support these are all introducing the salience network taking back control jd mind tricks the power of meditation so we will continue next how to get and stay motivated in this first part we will see there are plenty of articles books and blog posts on motivation that tell you how to become more motivated often they give tips like getting more sleep and introducing new habits slowly these ideas are all of useful to an extent but they ultimately fall short if you struggle with motivation and can't keep yourself focused on new tasks then it tip like this is then going transform your ability to focus overnight and if you struggle to motivate yourself how are you expected to keep up the changes that lead to greater motivation it's something of a vicious circle don't you think if you really want to see changes then you need to look a little deeper you need to focus on the actual neuroscience that underpins our ability to get and stay motivated in this report you will learn exactly motivation actually works on a biologically level and more importantly you will discover how you can manipulate that process to your own ends so introducing the salience paper what were interested in here is what neuroscientists and psychologists refers to as attentional control or executive attention this describes the ability we have to direct our attention and hold it the control we have over what we choose to focus on and what we choose to ignore so how does this work it comes down to several frontal region within the brain that control this function perhaps most notable is the anterior cingulate cortex which has been the result of fair amount of research in fact though attention is controlled by two separate networks of brain regions in the brain areas that work together in order to get desired results specifically these networks are referred as the dorsal attention network which includes brain region that runs along the top of the brain dorsal means top in biology hence dorsal fin and the ven- and the ventral attention network which runs along the bottom understanding these two different attention network is a key because they have different purposes that closes in on how to get superior attention the dorsal attention network is concerned with our international attention bit of a tongue twister in other words when you decide that you want to focus on a book for a while or you choose to check the time you are using the dorsal network the ventral attention network meanwhile 
is used when our attention is directed beyond our control in a reflective manner in other words when you hear a loud bang and you turn to look at it that is your ventral attention network but your ventral attention network can also be directed by a range of other biological clues if you are hungry for instance then your ventral attention network will begin to direct your attention towards getting food and if you are tired then your ventral attention network will direct your attention that way so if you are trying to get work done and things keep stealing your attention away then it is going to be hard for you to maintain your attention the next first thing we need to talk we need to ask us how the brain knows what to pay the attention to the answer comes down to yet another neural network called the salience network this network tells us what is important and what is not and it appears to be very closely connected to our ability to motivate themselves sorry ourselves in other words those with the ability to tell their brain what is really important will be able to stay focused on work they will be able to run run longer distances and they are be able to stay intensely focused during competition but if you were not born with a powerful salience network then what can you do to fix the situation okay now we will see taking back control so what is taking back control how does the salience network work what does it deem as important the answer comes down to our evolution history every aspect of our psychology evolved the way it did in order to help us survive traits that proved conductive to our long term survival would be passed on to our offspring and those that did it did not would eventually die out thus the job of this network is to alert us and to the things that are important for our survival which is based on biological signals from the body and our association if you see a lion then your salience network will identify this uh, this as important it will trigger the ventral attention network and this will direct your attention there the result will be that you are parasympathetic nerve system kicks in and triggers your hormonal and neurochemical response you will produce adrenaline dopamine cortisol and norepinephrine so and uh, these chemicals will raise the heart rate contract your muscles and narrow your attention to that one thing to a lesser extent this happens if you are hungry too hot too cold or if you are stressed about something else whether that uh, that be debt your relationship or anything else 
okay the first thing you need to do then to improve your ability to focus and stay motivated is to ensure that you remove these distraction that can override your dorsal attention network this means you need to create a working environment that will be free from distraction and uh, that makes you as comfortable as possible so any loud noise any discomfort any hunger or any uh, lingering stress can potentially make it hard for you to maintain your focus one trick that you can use in order to encourage a more focused state of mind to the same okay comes from wordpress create match mulibe so he described to him uh, to tim ferris during a podcast interview how he would listen to music he knew well on repeat this music would play over and over again and he would become immensely familiar with it as a result the brain would then start to paste that music out uh, out in in other words it would become decentralized to it just as you eventually stop hearing the ticking of the clock only if you are listening to the music through headphones it will drown out all other sounds this effectively creates a kind of a sensory deprivation the only sound there is is completely blocked out by the brain you can achieve something similar by using white noise and this is something that many people will use in order to focus while working similar to white noise or other inertial sound such as the rain or background chatter rainymood.com and cafitivity.com c o f f i t i v i t y.com okay or both sites that uh, provides these kinds of looping sounds for you to block out our surroundings similarly using a wide screen monitor can help you to stay more focused on work studies show that wide screen monitors can increase productivity by 30 percentage so but the most important thing you can do is to try and remove all other stress from your mind yes that's one is more important that means that you need to try and uh, stop worrying about your debt and even about the other works you have to do that thing if you are worrying about those things then your brain will keep being distracted away from what you need to do so try to learn to block out feelings of stress and anxiety and to just focus on the task that is in hand this may take practice but this works much like a muscle this the more you train your mind the greater the control you will get over it so okay then we will uh, start next the third part of the book jd mind tricks so but we need to go further than this if we are going to complete control over our motivation ideally we need to ensure that our ventral and dorsal attention networks are aligned how do we do this 
दो दैट्स अ लाइस वि द रीज़न दैट वी आर डिस्ट्रैक्टेड इन द फर्स्ट प्लेस द रियलिटी इज नॉट जस्ट दैट वी थिंक अदर थिंग्स और मोर इम्पॉर्टेंट बट ऑल्सो दैट वी फील दैट वॉट वी शुड बी डूइंग इज नॉट इम्पॉर्टेंट यू माइट नो कॉन्शियसली दैट यू नीड टू क्लीन द हाउस गो टू द जिम और टी डी टैप दैट्स योर डोजल नेटवर्क डूइंग इट्स वर्क बैट योर बॉडी डजेंट नो दैट टू योर बॉडी This is an unstimulating activity that is not serving any of your prime directives. One thing our brain needs is stimulating and the correspond with the neural activity that comes from doing something that seems biologically important. This is why we find it easy to focus on computer games or films. They stimulate exciting important events happening or charge with emotions. entering information into spreadsheet thought not so much but our human intelligence comes from our ability to focus not just on what is biological important right now but on what we need to be doing in the distant future in other words it's our ability to extrapolate plan and predict that has made us so highly effective this comes from our working memory which is our ability to store information in our mind's eye as it were we can focus on things that have happened or that we think are going to happen and this cause the brain to light up as though they are happening this is what our visualization actually sorry visualization really is we are internalizing our experience so as to be able to manipulate the variables one way to give yourself more motivation than is to learn to link the boring event or the thing you don't want to do to the worthwhile and important goal that you hope to achieve in other words you need to remind your brain why you are doing this using visualization if you are sat typing off yeah spreadsheet then visualize how this is going to eventually lead to you being wealthier more successful in your career and less stress tonight consider what will happen if you don't do it you will be behind with work and you won't be able to cook accomplish the goals you are aiming for if you are struggling to motivate yourself to go to the gym then imagine what it will be like to have ripping abs and a 10% body of fat seem what it now another tip is to make whatever you are doing more interesting and more fun if you can which makes it more salient to your brain i always say that the best cue for writer's block in particular is to make the scene or the paragraph you are writing more interesting if it's not interesting enough to write then it likely won't be interesting to read if you are doing data entry then make it a little more rewarding by putting some tv on the background on silent as long as it is not too distracting to prevent you from paying attention to what you are doing a good option is to watch people play computer games on youtube as this has uh, no plot but still provides stimulation 
cool and um, once you get into flow make sure that there is a nothing that to break that concentration put your phone on silent okay the final of the final part of the today is the power of meditation another trick is to practice meditation meditation is nothing mystical it is all about focusing the mind and taking control of your attention when you meditate you practice clearing the mind of distracting thoughts and focusing on nothing is simply nothing this is literally literally a way to train your salience network just as you might train your muscles in the gym and it can build great focus and discipline what's more is that meditation teaches you to detach from those distracting stressor and to let go of things that might be playing on your mind meditation can provide a hopstorm biggest update to your well-being productivity and focus so it's something that everyone should be doing the only problem is meditation is hard to take up if you have low motivation my tip is then okay my tip then is to start out with just small 5 minute session and to try taking this on to a habit that is already a part of your routine if you regularly work out then try meditating after your gym session or how about taking meditation on after each tooth brushing and if you struggle to know what you are doing while you are meditating consider using an app like uh, headspace www.headspace.com to guide you through it okay uh, this is first part of this book we will continue in coming days thank you and uh, stay tuned hi everyone let's continue to the second part of personal transformation mastery let's recap in the first part we saw how to get motivated in this book we saw introducing the salience network taking back control jerry mind trick and the power of meditation now we see the next part of this book end procrastination why you lack discipline why discipline is important how to gain unstoppable discipline the importance of reward and one more thing okay let's start end procrastination procrastination is one of your biggest obstacle to achieving what you want to achieve so many uh, so many of us have things we want to accomplish that we never manage to fulfill to often this is mainly down to lack of concentrated strategic effort so we may be blame time we might claim that we would love to start our own business or improve our home or write a novel get in shape actually clean the kitchen but we just don't have the time because we are so busy with work and with looking after our family this is simply untrue 24 hours 
might not be sound like that much but it should be more than enough to accomplish all you hope to after all didn't you watch a whole box set of your favorite tv show only last month didn't you complete the latest call of duty game didn't you spend over an hour watching tv or browsing facebook most evenings last week if you were to have spent all the time in a way that was useful and productive then of course you would have accomplished your goals and probably much much more hey you would probably speak five languages right now part of the problem comes down to procrastination but really this is a result of some much bigger issues those who being energy and discipline in this guide you're going to learn to solve all of those problems why you lack discipline so game procrastination comes from lack of discipline this is what happens when you sit down to get work done and immediately your mind begins to wander in this this in term comes down a couple of factors for starters the work you need to do is likely somewhat boring and uh, unrewarding if you the work you had to do involved playing a computer game or eating a delicious pie you probably wouldn't procrastinate the other problem comes down uh, comes down to stress and next when we feel an anxious and stress our mind wants to turn to the source of that stress and focus on it. it doesn't allow us to engage in the things we need to do this is why we will often find ourselves killing time by browsing the web it is a uh, like a little like a uh, burying your head in the sand and hoping the problem will go away of course the irony is that delaying will only make matters worse ultimately this is an example of you not being in control of your own mind this is the monkey mind at its worst and it is a great example of how we can feel out of control when it comes to where we want to direct our energy and that brings us to the other problem energy how often we are simply too tired to do the things that we need to do perhaps you have just had a long day in the office and now you need to tidy up or clean the house you are too tired to that and so you think you should give yourself a 5 minutes to rest first which quickly becomes 10 minutes or 20 and then it's a bedtime hey sometimes we lack energy and uh, will power to such a degree that we can actually procrastinate before it's time to bed we actually find ourselves watching rubbish tv or browsing facebook when all we want to do is sleep because we can't face the thought of having to get up and brush our teeth and uh, energy is responsible for this in a bigger way too you see discipline actually requires energy whenever we make any choice making the harder choice actually requires energy this is why we tend to become less moral and us get slower in the day our will power is a fatigue at this point and so we will often take the easy route other people did now you know all of this the next question is how you can go about ending the procrastination and gaining unstoppable will power 
okay first we see why discipline is so important willpower and discipline are actually two sides of the same coin and this is an area of your life that you should look cultivate if you want to become a more impressive powerful and successful version of you okay discipline ultimately comes down to control over your own emotions and actions and that in turns means you need to learn to stop being a slave to the way you feel okay we don't want to work through the night because it doesn't feel nice and so we don't do it slowly and our mind fights us every step of the way the discipline individual however can simply tell themselves that it doesn't matter whether they like it it has to be done and that is that they choose one goal one objective and they shut out all other distracting thoughts and impulses this is powerful stuff because it allows you to gain laser focus over what you are doing and to complete any task at the same time though it also creates concurrence in the everything you say and do people will notice that you are easily upset by things people say desperate to please them or torn about what to do you are disciplined and immunity to life's concerns this is so important so often we try to please everyone because we want to be liked and we end up making decision that end up upsetting everyone so often we let our emotions lead us in our conversation and disputes which causes us to react badly in conversation and so if we call up in the ball and don't do the things that need to be done which only causes our life to become more difficult the disciplined person rises above this and they are in complete control over their actions and reactions so how do you become that person okay how to gain unstoppable discipline so how do you gain discipline the same way you gain anything else through practice and training so the same way you gain anything else through practice and training and what this is also means that you need to uh, recognize the discipline that exists in every moment discipline is the conscious choice to focus on the one thing and to shut out a distraction distraction is procrastination and procrastination is distraction so when someone is talking to you in a conversation it is your job to focus accurately on what they are saying when you are meant to be working in the office but you are interested in what is happening on the other side of the room it is your job to ignore that urge to look up when you are trying to exercise but you feel tired it's your job to ignore the feeling and to power on through anyway it start with recognizing that your feeling don't matter as long you are not hurting yourself it doesn't matter if you are a little hungry a little bored a little cold a little tired it doesn't matter if you feel you deserve a treat being an adult is all about rest that urge and focusing on the things that you need to focus on the, in order to accomplish your goal 
is a kind of incidental training that turns all your interaction and experience into changes to hone your focus and discipline but you can also set up further training opportunity throughout your routine one example might to be take a cold shower cold shower Uh, standing in a cold shower taking a huge amount of will power and discipline in this this is something your body and mind will fight you on every step of the way but if you can force yourself into that cold water anyway you will be training and harnessing your will power and actually cold showers are very good for us seeing as they help us to produce more testosterone they increase blood circulation and uh, they train our immune system okay another example is to make our bed make your bed this is something very simple but it's a great habit to get into if you can successfully motivate yourself to make a bed every morning even when you are stressed even when you are in a hurry then this will be a great training to get yourself to do other things that you need to and guys here's a big one one of the most important thing that you can do to enhance your discipline is to stop masturbating this is the power of no fab a movement that encourages men to stop watching porn and only to gain satisfaction through sex the problem with a porn is that it provides us with too much stimulation and too much reward to easily we have an amazing chemical reward on tap that we can easily access at any time and thus essentially trains us to give in or to base urge urges we have no reason to wait no what to do and no discipline necessary the same goes for any other bad habit that you have and give into even if that just means entertaining bad thoughts it may sound extreme but when you indulge yourself physically or mentally you are reinforcing bad behavior and weakening your resolve this is why practicing various forms of abstinence can actually be powerful tool for honing your discipline i am not suggesting you become a monk i am suggesting that if you really want to kill procrastination you have to learn how to avoid all manner of temptations okay the importance of reward i am really not telling you to become a monk here while it's important to be disciplined and fight procrastination is also important to enjoy life and no one is going to be 100% disciplined 100% of the time no matter what they tell you being too repressed and too restrict to strict can end up leading to more serious issue down the line what i'm telling you to do instead is to give yourself reward at set times and only you once you have work for them want to eat a big chocolate bar sure you can but only once you have got a whole day keeping your calorie total to x amount okay want to kick back and enjoy a good book that's fine but but first you need to complete x amount of work so that you have a go you have got that under your belt can't stick to no fab fine but limited to once a week at 
there set a time and make it good giving yourself reward for good behavior is a great way to motivate yourself and allow you to add a little fun to your life without having completely give up on being disciplined and strict one simple example of this might be with your daily work if you normally start your day's work by getting a cup of tea or then having a chat it's time to turn that on its head from now on you get up you get the cup of coffee and chat as a reward for the for doing other good work you are only allow those things after you have completed x amount of work this motivates you and allows you to work less interrupted the same goes for checking your phones but it is on silent and allow yourself to check it once an hour for 5 minutes doing this helps to prevent procrastination because your willpower doesn't have to be so strong as to be completely avoid ever doing that thing instead it just has to be strong enough to hold off for a while and one more thing and and one last thing you can do to train yourself out of procrastination meditate meditate and meditate meditation is essentially an exercise in discipline this is the practice of trying to remove all distracting thoughts for just a short period of time and using this skill you can start to become fearless easily controlled by stress by tiredness by angry Uh, by other impulses meditation makes us far more disciplined as well as much less stress and uh, far better able to concentrate and focus for long periods of time of course that requires discipline and skill itself start with small 5 minute session a few times a week and build up from there okay bye thank you Okay. Personal transformation mastery part 3. Overcoming fear. Want to become most incredible, unstoppable world, unstoppable version of yourself. I'm not talking about the usual self-help stuff. This goes beyond being a little better with the opposite sex or being a little more productive. want to take on all new challenges explore new frontiers grow and transform yourself then answer is to overcome your fear your fear is what is holding you back your fear is what is making you less capable and less formidable and uh, your fear is what is taking away from your happiness and your fulfillment it's time to we destroyed fear once and for all and unlocked our full potential the samurai code if we want to learn how to really conquer fear then we can turn to some examples from history some of the most fearless formidable warriors of all were the samurai so how did they achieve this complete lack of fear according to legends there was a technique that the samurai would practice right before battle in order to eliminate their fear to do this they would vividly imagine every possible way that they could be killed they would imagine being impaled disassembled dismembered and dispassed this capacity 
then they would focus on accepting these possibilities and coming to terms with them they would become okay with the horrific and brutal death the samurai were actually a very morbid and fantastic bunch the bushido core explained that it wasn't a hanno to die in battle and that they should constantly keep their mind on death you think this would make them more fearful but paradoxically it empowered them to be a completely ruthless fearless warriors that they were this makes sense if you fear death then you will fear life if the samurai have accepted the worst thing that could happen to them and if they have to turn with it then what reason have they to be afraid now imagine fighting someone who has zero fear of death who is willing to put themselves at risk to launch 100% into a movement and not be concerned for the potential outcome they would be devastating the good news is that we live in a much less dangerous time and you probably don't need to come to terms with your death in quite the same way but we can take the same notion and we can look at we to apply it to our own lives learning from the stoics interestingly stoic philosophers looked took a similar world view when it came to their fears stoics believed that the secret to happiness was to be prepared for all the worst possible outcomes and to live inside those possibilities they thought that blind optimism was one of the quickest way to leave yourself miserable and disappointed think about it if you constantly accept the host and get the best then you are going to find yourself feeling either pleasantly surprised or getting what you expect if you constantly expect the best and get the worst you are going to be constantly disappointed if you accept the negative things happen and you are prepared for them then there is no reason not to take changes and risks and there is a beauty in things going wrong the saddest points of our life are rich with emotion because we have lost things we care about the only way to avoid that is to live a bland and unexciting life the moments when we have felt sacrifice of life have been times of our biology and psychology were tested and we had to use our wits and our courage to survive the stoics pointed out that the times where we are most likely to curse the heavens or the times that we are shocked for instance you don't sweat when it starts to rain this is a normal occurrence and something bad and speak you swear when you burn your hand because you were surprised if if you expect things to go wrong they don't catch you up fear setting Tim Ferriss as the author who wrote the 4-hour work week this is a book about finding ways to make your job fit around your lifestyle instead of having your lifestyle fit around your work this means deciding what you want from life and then creating a career that will work within that context so tim explains that many of us will remain stuck in jobs we hate 
and live lives that we find unrewarding because we're scared of what will happen if we take a chance if we go traveling our partners might leave us if we take up a new career then we might fail and in the background and this dispute if we look look for a new job we might get turned down by everyone fear keeps us frozen and prevents us from moving forward we are naturally risk averse which means we would rather cling on to what little we have rather than go forward to win the big prizes to get around this tim borrowed the concepts from strat philosophers and formalized them into a process that anyone could use to get over that crippers fears the process goes as so first one first identify the goal or thing you would like to change let's say you want to quit your job and start your own business next write down all the things you are afraid of and all of the things that go wrong first your partner might think you are irresponsible and they might leave you second your new business might fail and you will be left with the debt third your house might get repossessed fourth you might end up bagran fifth you friends might laugh at you sixth uh, it might all go to plan but you find you'll hate your new position even more you get the idea right now score each of those things on how honestly likely they are to happen would your partner really leave you it's like unlikely unless there are problems in your marriage to begin with so we can give that that too so would you end up a uh, dispute or uh, would you probably find another job even if it's a step down from what you were doing before give that number 3 next do these things really matter score them 1 to 10 if your friends judge you who cares now you are going to through that list again and you are going to write all the ways you could cope with the things that go wrong these are your contingency plans and the things that you could do to cope for instance if you ended up broke you could get benefits you could dip into your saving you could ask your parents for help you could take on part time job if your pa- if your partner left you you could fulfill that dream of traveling the world then go through the list another time this time write down all the ways you can mitigate the risk so that is less likely to happen worried about getting into debt then write a business model that doesn't involve the big upfront expenses and bootstrap your way to success worried about leaving your job then start your business in free time first now you are going to something else you are going to think about the worst case scenario if you don't follow through with your plan that might be you end up stuck in a job you hate that one day you will be 80 years old and you will look up, look back on your life and feel that you never made anything of it uh, that's a body and your mind atrophied from lack of challenge or experience 
was-was. I know how I feel. And focus on what we discussed on the section on stoicism. Bad things will happen. You can't possibly avoid all bad things happening. Meanwhile, you are only responsible for your own emotions. You can't make everyone happy all of the time, so don't even try. What you should focus on is accepting this reality and then just doing what you need to for your emotional and psychological well-being in the meantime. This is why Tim also has the mantra that you don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness. If your par- if your partner is going to be unhappy that you travel, that you take up a business, so be it. You can't live without taking chance because of someone else. Your whole life or you will be filled with resentments. And... You could die tomorrow or lost your legs in a car accident. Maybe your partner might run off with another man. <laughs> How they react to your decision is up to them. But you can't let that define your actions. You can't hold on to things just the way they are. You can't prevent bad things from happening. All you can, all you can do is live life to its fullest and richest right now. That's why you have to take those chances. Taking chances. Okay. okay. The above techniques that I mentioned can work when you need to make a big decisions or applaud the course of your life. But what about the acute fear? The short-term fear. Here, the exact same process comes into effect. Scared to speak but speak up public then quickly run through that fear setting technique where you consider the possible outcomes and why they are don't really matter you ultimate have two choices stay quiet and remain fearful or take chances and grow as a person so that you are less scared next time thinking of doing a bungee jumping bungee jump then again run through all the things that go wrong and how likely serious they are sure the rope could snap or turn out to be too long but you know that the likelihood of the happening is somewhere in the region of 0.0001 percentage or less not only that but it would be over instantly you would never know anything of it and you can't live your life in fear so jump Returning to the strikes for a moment, there is a saying that you can't control what happens to you, but you can control reaction to it. Keep this in mind and keep your reaction calm even when the world is crashing down around you. All of this can be helped with a little meditation, mindfulness and CBT. CBT is Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, which is a form of psychotherapy. psychotherapeutic intervention that recommend changing your thought patterns in order to change the way you feel and the way you behave techniques include the powerful thought challenging which essentially amount to fear setting here or simply look at the limiting thoughts and beliefs you you have and then access how realistic or valid they are some familiar and answer unsurprisingly cbd is one of the favorite method for overcoming 
phobias but something that is even more powerful from cbt is the notion of hypothesis testing this means that you don't just test the ideas in your mind you actually get out there and test them in person if you have a crippling fear of public speaking then you get out on stage and you pr- purposefully give your rubbish speech you experience that worst case scenario first first time and you have you prove to yourself that it really is not that bad in doing this you can learn to desensitize yourself from the things you would normally find scary and you can become much more fearless and confident version of yourself and this is really a fair very best way to overcome fear it's to keep pushing yourself and challenging yourself keep subjecting yourself to the very things find daunting fear is a good sign it is a sign that you are growing and the more you practice keep gr- keeping your mind calm and steady in this situation the more you will find that reaction comes naturally and one more thing remember the breath remember to breathe breathing deeply will activate your rest and digest system the parasympathetic nervous system and this will slow your heart rate and substitute your panic response keep your eye on the price if you can eventually eventually you'll need fear if you can take an any uh, challenge and succeed thank you for now we will continue in some coming days personal transformation mastery part 4 self confidence boost if you want to improve your life in every single way then boosting your self confidence is one of the best way to do that with low self esteem you are going to find yourself feeling bad about yourself and everything you do will be less enjoyable at the same time though low self esteem is something that you will give off to others this radiates from you whether you mean for it to or not in return in turn this can weaken the impact you have on others looking for looking to get a promotion low self esteem will communicate that you are not sure you can do what what it needs to be done to your employers and they will feel less confident about giving you that boost in responsibilities want to succeed in your love life low self esteem sends a powerful signals that you are not a good catch clearly you do not think you are a good catch so why would that other person think you are a good catch this can eventually lead to a self fulfilling prophecy if you act as though you are worthless and if you don't take chances then people will treat you as though you are worthless and you won't find opportunities you will thus get further and further behind your con- contemporaries and that will only worsen your self esteem so how you can get out of this trap what is the answer in this guide we are going to take a look at what you can do to boost your self confidence and how you can become that powerful half a male or that dominant wonder woman that you have the potential to be 
why self-confidence will change your life. First, let's take a look at why self-confidence is so important and how it can change everything. You know, when you were younger and you fa- fancied the boy or girl at school, you told your mom and she said it's all about confidence. You probably thought that this was a lie that really it was all about looking or money saying it's all about confidence and you should just be, just be yourself a score bumper sticker it's a nice tattoo that is ultimately just a lie to make us feel better about ourselves right wrong Self-confidence really is what it is all about. I know some guys who are unattractive in the conventional sense, not wealthy and not in good physical shape either. Yet they get loads of girls and the reason for that is simple. They are outgoing and fun. That's why bad guys will famously get all the girls. These are the guys that don't care what others thinks of them and that and that do whatever they want. This comes across as confidence and it happens to very attractive. The same is true for women. A woman was a woman who is a six out of 10 can beat eight out of 10 if she knows how to flip. comes from confidence and if she dresses to impress which comes from confidence there is a cavage if you lack social skills then no amount of confidence will save you that is something else you need to work on and you will learn here otherwise it's all about confidence the same goes for your career and the same goes for the way you fit in with your friends we all know about who are supremely confident and we know that they are highly attractive and highly successful we all want to be like those people and the reason for this is that confidence sends the signal that you are a higher in a hierarchy than others in the dating game we want to date people who we believe are out of our league this makes us feel good about ourselves and from and from a biological perspective it's the best way to ensure our dna thrives if someone has confidence this tells us that they must be having a warm shiny catch on an unconscious level we are drawn to them because we think it will boost our status meanwhile though someone who thinks nothing of themselves will be ignored and will be taken advantage of it sounds harsh but unfortunately this is just human nature how to boost your confidence so how do you go about getting that boost in confidence there are two different avenues in to take and these are external and internal external confidence is much easier to acquire but it is but it's the internal confidence that will make the real difference to who you are and how you feel about yourself we will start with easier shallower options than move on to the more profound change we can make shallow confidence boost the first thing you can do give yourself an immediate boost in confidence is to change what you can about yourself to align yourself more with what you think your successful individual should be 
For example, most of us feel that people who are more attractive and smarter are more successful. One of the biggest reasons that we might feel bad about ourselves is that we don't like the way we look. So, the easy step is one is to fix that. One of the best way to change the way we feel about our looks is to make some kind large change. A makeover might sound like a cheesy way to give ourselves a confidence boost but it's really that's good. The key is to be bold to change things about yourself that you would normally be shy to change. You want to make changes that people will actually notice so that you can walk into your room, heads turn. You want people to think of you in a different way than they did before. And you want to feel like a new person. So for women... Wearing a bright red lipstick, wearing taller heels or wearing a lower cut top can all help. Especially if these are uh, things that you wouldn't normally do. For guys, this uh, this might mean wearing a suit jacket. It might mean getting a much shorter haircut or it might wearing a tank top. To show off your homes, most of us can think some outfits that we dare to, dare not wear. Okay, most of us can think of some outfit that we dare not wear, but that we know look good on confident, attractive people. Guess what? You are attractive too and the only thing missing is the confidence. Wear that outfit and you will look that confidence and that will make you feel much more confident. Of course, you should still be you. So don't wear things you don't like or that make you feel like someone else. But just try to get outside of your comfort zone and perhaps surprise people's expectations. Likewise, take some time to invest in yourself. When it comes to your clothes and your grooming, spend a little more money on better quality fabrics. Take the time to your hair and your moisturize. If you show that you think you are worth it, then this sends powerful signals too. And if all this is beyond you, consider hiring a stylist. There are people out there who do this for a living and who can help you feel amazing. Women, consider going on a makeup course. Now, enjoy those heads turn when you walk into the office and walk that look how you look. Intrinsic Confidence this is later example of uh, confidence building works because it creates a virtuous cycle. In other words, one good thing is going to lead to another. You will dress more confidently and that will make other people treat you differently. In turn, this will make you feel more confident and you will start to become more confident. But if you want to truly upgrade your confidence, then you need to do more work on that internal feeling of confidence. And you know where this comes from it comes from learning to stop worrying what other people think this is what confidence really is the most confident 
person in the room as the person who spreads themselves out in a way that is not done to make them look more impressive but which is done in a way that makes them feel comfortable regardless of what others think the truly impressive person is the person who is not afraid of upsetting someone with what they say they are not about to agree with the general consensus just so that they can feel like they speak their mind while of course still being respectful to others so how can you get to this stage where you genuinely stop caring what others think the answer is that you have to know yourself and you have to know what's important to you spend some time reflecting and finding what your life goal is what's your true purpose is and what you want to accomplish once you have done this you will be able to start working towards the goal and focusing your energy on those things that matter to you and once you have done that you will be able to shrug off the insults or the opinions of others people are teasing you for being short what does it matter when your goal is to become a great writer not sure if a group of people like you what does it matter when you know who your true friend are knowing yourself and judging yourself by your own standards will make you immune to the judgments of others and will help you to strengthen your resolve and your determination and now you will become someone who is much more interesting and much more engaging your passion will be apparent in the way you speak and the fact that you are not so worried about what other people think of you will make you much more any enigmatic and interesting people you are not trying to please everyone around you other people are going to start trying to please you and this is the root of supreme bulletproof confidence training your confidence like everything else this confidence won't appear overnight it needs to be trained and it needs to be practiced and this works just like training for anything else on the basis of the said principle said stands for specific adaptations to impose demands in other words we become better at doing whatever it is that we do often if you want to be more confident and stop worrying about what other things then you need to subject yourself to things that you would normally daunting and continually reinforce your positive feelings if you're usually too shy and uh, unconfident to speak in public for example if this is going to be the perfect way to practice your new esteem force yourself to speak in front of people better yet force yourself to get it wrong on purpose so that you you learn to face the music remind yourself it doesn't matter what these people think and the worst that can happen is that you bemuse a stranger practice talking to people and striking up conversation and always remind yourself that it doesn't matter what happens you are developing yourself into the person that you want to be and that is all that matters you can even try joining classes a stand up 
comedy class or a drama class can be a great way to lose inhibition for example meditation and cbt cognitive behavioral therapy can also help you to learn react appropriately to the comments and reactions of others to focus more on what really matters to you if you can do that you will find what you eventually start to like yourself you are meeting the standards you set for yourself and you are thriving as a result in order to dress in that bold and more colorful way you need to stop worrying about what others might think and instead of focusing on how it makes you feel and once you get little bit of confidence like this you will find that it begins to grow and grow into something huge everything you do will be reinforced by those around you and each win will only give you more confidence to focus on more challenges